Hi, and welcome to the DP World Tours Life on Tour podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Porter. And in today's episode, we're speaking to a man who I'm sure he's still on cloud nine following his win at the Horizon Irish Open less than 48 hours ago. Adrian Moronk, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hi. How much of a whirlwind has the last 48 hours been? Quite exciting, to be honest. Um, it's nice waking up in the morning and still receiving, you know, a lot of messages. Uh, congratulations from all around the world. Um, means a lot to me. And um, just, uh, it's quite surreal. Always been my uh, my goal to win a tour and um, finally happened. So I'm very proud of myself and super excited. Yeah, well, you should be very proud. Uh, how, how big were the celebrations on Sunday night in Ireland? To be honest, I so was super tired after um, signing all of the flags, taking pictures. So I ended up in the hotel around nine o'clock. So we just had a couple of drinks at the bar and laughed a bit and then went to bed around midnight, I would say. Uh, but I'm probably going to celebrate when I get back home. Yeah, good. Well, aside from your victory you've also qualified for the 150th open championship at st andrews next week which will be your first open championship so life's pretty good right now isn't it quite exciting yeah three weeks ago i missed us open by one spot but now looking back and everything i'm kind of glad i i i missed the us open because i had some time to have a proper rest before irish and then i have two exciting weeks um coming in so yeah i'm i'm super excited and can't wait to to compete well you've arrived in scotland for the genesis scottish open this week and uh, it has a little bit more meaning this year because it's co-sanctioned with uh the pga tour there at the renaissance club so uh it's certainly a big week for for yourself and all the players isn't it yeah exactly the field is the strongest we, we ever had so it's gonna be uh, so so much fun to you know to compete with these guys and the, the course looks beautiful and uh, the weather's supposed to be uh, quite challenging so it's, it looks like it's going to be a great week and um, fun to compete and to watch. Well, speaking of challenging, uh, has it been a challenge for you over the last day or two to hit that reset button and know that you've got to get back to business these next couple of weeks? I think I think so. Yeah, I know. You know, this last week took a lot of energy out of me. And I'm aware of that, so I'm just going to spend the next two days um, as as well as possible to just gain this en- the energy and be ready on Thursday to compete again. And I just have to leave leave that in the past and uh, get back get back in work again. So uh, that will be my focus on the next two days. As is the case with all of our life on tour guests, I like to delve back into uh, how it all began. And uh, for yourself, I'm particularly intrigued growing up in in Poland it's not exactly a country known for its golf prowess so how did it start for you yeah golf is very small in Poland so it's kind of hard to to start playing but um, I was fortunate enough that my dad played golf but he started in Germany and he picked up he picked up the game and at early age I I was traveling with him and he played a lot so Eventually, I had to start, and um, from the from the beginning, I, I loved the game, I loved the challenges, and uh, yeah, that's how it started. And did you get much golf coverage growing up in in Poland on television and online? Who who were some of your role models growing up? I remember when I was like ten or eleven, I started watching more golf, and back then it was obviously Tiger Woods uh, winning all the tournaments, and then 
a uh, few years after Rory McIlroy was the, the, the upcoming star. So these were um, two names they are always uh, look up to. By 2011, you had reached number one in the junior world uh, golf rankings after a number of high finishes globally. In 2012, you uh, went to the USA to play college golf at East Tennessee State, which is a school known for its international uh, students. Uh, was college golf always going to be the pathway that you took? Um, when I was 16 years old, I met my coach, Matthew Tipper, which, which is still my coach. And um, working with him, he made me realize that I'm uh, good enough to go to college, to get a scholarship and to compete uh, in NCAA. So uh, I would say when I was 16, I decided I, I want to go to college and probably that was the best uh, idea of my of my career yeah. being number one ranked junior in the world i'm sure you're being recruited by a number of colleges uh, why east tennessee state to be honest my my english wasn't that good at the time um i started learning, learning english when i was 13 or 14 i always learned german before and so i was a little bit afraid of going somewhere with only you know american students and uh, so I decided to choose the school with the European team so I could, you know, feel more comfortable. Um, and that's what I did, yeah. Uh, the coach from ETSU, Fred Warren, uh, came to Poland to see me playing some junior tournaments and um, I liked him straight away. So uh, that also helped to make a decision. Your first couple of years in college, uh, in 2012, 2013, uh, pretty steady. Uh, but then your junior and senior year, couple of wins, several top 10 finishes prior to graduating. And then not long after graduating, you turned professional. Uh, at that point when you did turn pro, what was the plan? Uh, the plan was that I come back to Europe because um, I signed with uh, Hamburg Sports Management. So they promised me some challenge to start. So that was the plan to kick off my professional uh, career of, on challenge tour. And that's, that's what I did. Yeah, 2017, 2018, your first two years on the Challenge Tour. Pretty consistent. You had a runner-up finish, four top 10 finishes, and both years narrowly missed uh, prom getting promoted to the the uh, the DP World Tour. Uh, how were your first couple of years and out on tour, and what did you learn about yourself? Um, yeah, I had a good, good start to my Challenge Tour career because I only played of invites. My first year and ended up playing 11 tournaments and finishing 30th in the ranking. That gave me also like um, some category on European tour. So I was quite excited going forward. But the year after, I struggled a lot actually uh, with my short game and putting. And I think that was the sign that I'm, I'm not ready yet to compete on the European tour. So um, I'm glad it happened. So I spent one more year on Challenge Tour and um, changed my putting completely from scratch and uh, you know started doing new things and just follow a new process and that um, helped me achieving um, getting my card in 2019 finishing fifth on the, on the challenge tour so um, I'm super happy that I started on challenge tour because this is the tour where you learn a lot about your game and how tough it is and how big the challenge so you learn a lot of things for sure. How did you go from the transition from playing four years of college golf in the US and, and just specifically traveling around the United States to playing 
roughly 30 tournaments a year, traveling all over Europe in some pretty obscure places, on some pretty obscure golf courses too. How did you find that transition? To be honest, it's quite quite challenging because in in college it was quite easy. Everything was paid for. We just had to show up on time for a bus, which was sometimes quite challenging as well. And then um, when you turn pro, suddenly you realize you're on your own. You have to plan your things, uh, plan your schedule, plan the hotels, plan your practice. So uh, it becomes much more challenging. So that's why I'm glad I spent uh, those two and a half years on Challenge Tour and that prepared me for for next level for next step in my career so it's it's much different for sure who were some of your friends and close companions that you were traveling with out there those first couple years um to be honest a couple of guys from college that i knew uh we all kind of started the same time on challenge tour then on this third year on on the second year on challenge tour my buddy uh, Mateusz Gadecki, fellow Polish man, uh, joined me. So we traveled together quite a bit. And yeah. You mentioned 2019 earlier. That's when you really stepped on the gas on the uh, on the Challenge Tour. 11 top 10 finishes, which is pretty remarkable. Got your first Challenge Tour win in Portugal to finish fifth in the Challenge Tour rankings and earn your card for the 2020 DP World Tour season. Once you knew that you'd done enough to to get your card and get promoted... What was, how much of a sense of a, re- a relief was that? Yeah, it was a great satisfaction, you know, and, and relief. Uh, I knew I'm ready that year. I played really solid throughout the whole whole season. Um, very consistent. And, um, yeah, I was just super excited. And I'm, I'm going to move, you know, to European Tour uh, to compete with the best in the world. So, uh, But I, I knew at that time I'm, I'm ready to do it. So that was a nice feeling. You pretty much picked the hardest year in history for your rookie season in 2020 when the pandemic hit. But in spite of that, a couple of top 10 finishes in addition to a runner-up at the Alfred Dunhill uh, Championship. So a good performance that season, finished 84th in the Race to Dubai rankings. Uh, what were some of the positives and negatives, I guess, from your rookie year? Yeah, well, obviously, um, playing in the COVID was quite challenging. Uh, there was a lot of frustration throughout the year. It was a very tough year. For everyone uh, in the world, in the world, to be honest, we had to adapt to the new situation. But looking back, um, it was kind of lucky for me as well, because it's always um, tough for a rookie to be on um, on, the, on the tour to get used to uh, the tour on the first year. And, and that year, there was no losing cards, so we had a free pass. So I I, t- I took as opportunity to learn and to get used to. Um, competing at this level so I think it helped me as well uh, being uh, you know able to keep my car and not really worrying about that and just to compete and learning um, gaining new experience your second year in 2021 was even more consistent four top tens another runner-up finish at the Italian Open and you qualified for the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai at the end of the year, what were some of the big differences between year one and year two? Yeah, just the just the experience, you know, uh, finishing well year before, year before, and uh, knowing the courses that we play, and um, you know, becoming familiar with the whole environment. And I would say just the experience helped me, and uh, I felt much more comfortable on the course. Uh, I felt like I'm. I was ready to win that that year as well. Uh, came couple of, couple of times close, 
but uh, yeah, just felt felt really comfortable out there and um, and knew knew what to what I have to do. Well, you said you're becoming more comfortable, more acclimated to life on tour. Did you were you able to start developing some closer friendships and relationships with guys out there as well, getting to know them a little better? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially all of the guys that I graduated with from Challenge Tour. We always keep close and uh, I met a couple of new guys as well on tour. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, I'm becoming familiar with everyone for sure. You started 2022 off uh, with a bang finishing tied for fourth at the Slink Dubai Desert Classic, one of the bigger events uh, on the DP World Tour. And uh, I believe you have a base in Dubai as well that you spend some time in the weeks off. So that was obviously a, a fun week and uh, must have felt like a bit of a home game for you as well, did it? Yeah, I actually moved there recently, uh, last December. So I spent there four months, uh, two months before um, Desert Classic. So I was I was prepared quite well, quite excited for the week. And um, yeah, I'm glad I finished um, well that week. I played with Rory, so that was also one of the... <laughs> Um, highlights of my of my of my year for sure because he was always someone I was looking up to and um, and that was super fun tournament for for me as well a lot of supporters as well. What did you learn from playing with Rory? Uh, to be honest, it just the whole the Rory thing is probably like a tiger effect that uh, people following him and the effect he has on people is just unbelievable and. Um, to be honest, I was shaking first two holes. I was quite nervous, uh, but uh, to be able to <clears throat> leave that, the, to to gain that experience uh, playing with him, it was quite un- unbelievable. And um, I just watched how focused he was on each shot, and um, that definitely helped helped my game as well. Big crowds there uh, in Dubai as well. How did you handle that? Yeah, I had to just, you know, follow, follow my, trust my routine, follow my process. But sometimes it was quite tricky. And but uh, this is what we play for. I mean, uh, this is what we have to get used to. And that was a great moment for me uh, to gaining some experience at the beginning of the year going forward. So that helped me a lot for sure. So you mentioned you've been working with your coach in the off season in Dubai. What specifically uh, were you working on, and uh, were you planning? Uh, for the tournament play coming up and whereabouts were you playing there? What did a typical day look like for you? I spent a lot of time working on my short game and distance wedges because um, that was one of my uh, areas of the game that I needed to improve going into this year. And um, I mostly spent time at Jumeirah Golf Estates or Else Club, but played all of the courses around around Dubai. And I think this is a, the greatest place to... Uh, to be a professional golfer because it, it gives you you know so many good facilities to play to play and practice on and i just love it and i imagine as well finishing tied for fourth at the beginning of the season of the season that's got to help free you up a little bit for the rest of the year as well yeah especially yeah we have we have two Rolex series events back to back and finishing well uh, in one of them going forward was a big boost for me a great kickstart of the year and um, but to be honest I, I spent the winter uh, with my coach in Dubai preparing for these two tournaments so I felt I was I was very well prepared for that and I'm just glad I I, um, I executed it and and started the season pretty well and just kept going after that. 
in your next nine tournaments after the uh, Slink Dubai Desert Classic, you recorded five top six finishes, uh, including a couple of third places. Uh, the, the good form was there for all to see. Did you feel like a win was just around the corner at that point? Yeah, especially this year from the beginning, I felt like I'm ready ready to win. I felt like my game is strong and uh, I really um, was ready to do it. Also, the thing that I'm, that's my third year on tour, I know the courses that we play, so that helps a lot as well. And um, uh, I was just, you know, doing keep keep going with my with my plan and trusting my game which was week week in and week out quite consistent so i was um i was ready to 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 get it to get it done so it was more of a the good form more of a, a process of remaining patient rather than you haven't changed anything specific in your game or practice routines or anything this season no to be honest it all stay the same i'll do the same thing all the time just to the one thing i learned this year just to um, save as much energy as possible going into thursday because before i would practice monday tuesday wednesday then i'll be tired on thursday already before the tournament started so that was also one of the big things for me this year to to learn that and uh, to be as fresh as possible on the first day well it's working at the moment isn't it Uh, playing some terrific golf okay Let's talk about the biggest week of your golf life, the Horizon Irish Open. Uh, after 36 holes, you were 10 under par. You were only one stroke back of Jorge Campillo, uh, who was leading. So at that point, you'd been in that position several times before. What were you thinking heading into the weekend? Well, same thing. I knew my game is strong. The game plan, the game plan was um, really good. We did a good job with my caddy, um, getting the strategy around the golf course. Um, and nothing really changed. Uh, I, I, I was in this position before, played in the last group before, and um, that's what I was uh, telling myself. Just you know, do your thing, stick to your routine, commit to every shot, and that's what I did. And I had a um, solid Saturday. It was probably not as good as the first two days, but um, strong finish on Saturday uh, gave me one, one shot lead going into Sunday. The final day at uh, Mount Juliet, Everyone was going low. Everyone was making a bunch of birdies. In fact, in the top 36 scores uh, at the at the completion of play, only one player shot over par that final round. And the in-form Kiwi, uh, Ryan Fox, who won earlier this year as well, he shot a final round of 64 to post 17 under. You still had several holes to play at that point. So heading into the back nine and with a few holes to go, uh, what were you thinking? Yeah, to be honest, looking at the weather on Saturday night, I knew it's going to be a a low day because the the forecast was good. No much wind, no rain. So um, the course was quite accessible because it was wet. So you could go for the pins. And I knew I will have to go low. But I didn't try to force it. I just, you know, followed my game. And when I saw the leaderboard uh, after 14th hole, I think I was one behind. And I knew I have to do, I have to do something if I if I want to get uh, that, that trophy. So I knew I have a couple of holes when I can make birdie and 17 coming out, coming in as well as a, a par five playing downwind, which was uh, quite bearable as well. So. I just stayed focused out there and um, I said, even said to my caddy, uh, this is the time I'm going focus like 200% and let's let's do it. And that's what happened. In that situation, how important is your caddy? 
in that moment and having a close relationship. Yeah, very. Yeah, he was able to calm me down, um, to pick good shots, pick good clubs, good targets, to commit to my shots, and um, so there was no no doubts in my mind. I could uh, swing free, freely. So that's the most uh, the most important coming down the stretch. You finished birdie, birdie, eagle par to finish twenty under par and three strokes ahead of uh, Ryan. That eagle on seventeen that that essentially sealed the deal for you. How big was that? Yeah, that was such a relief. Um, to be honest, I, I left I left the ball in a good spot. It was uphill path left to right. So to be honest, all I focused on was to get in close, get my birdie and, and have two shots lead. But when I hit it, it looked really good. It kept going towards the hole and I saw it going in. It was just such a relief. I, I didn't even move for like two seconds. Just had to um, stay in my position and kind of... Uh, you know, believe believe that the world well went in, and then it was just such a relief and um, you know excitement and happiness in, in going in my mind. The first Polish winner on the DP World Tour in history. How does that sound? Ah, uh, it's amazing. It's still surreal. Uh, as I said before, it was always my my dream, my goal, and to finally achieve it. Uh, in the middle of this season, is it's really exciting and gives it gives me a lot of confidence going forward. Um, but to just make a history again is just um, something unbelievable. Well, what's it been like back home in uh, Poland? Yeah, everyone went crazy, especially the whole golf society, which is quite small, but everyone knows each other. But and they follow me. Every single week, I get a lot of messages, and they just um, they're so excited, you know, posting a lot of videos, pictures uh, of me when I was five years old, when I started playing golf. So a lot of memories come back, and yeah, everyone's just so happy and supportive, and it's quite exciting to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Uh, I know you mentioned before that uh, you were pretty exhausted on Sunday night, but we did see you after the trophy ceremony uh, with the guys from the uh, data tracking company uh, from Poland or who are based in Poland. So it must have been nice to have some uh, compatriots there to share the moment with. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, they actually started during COVID and when there was no supporters on the course, they were always there. So I was the only one with the supporters on the course and they've been quite supportive over the years. So I, I know these guys very well and um I appreciate that they stayed after the after the tournament to congratulate me to take the picture, and um, yeah, it makes it makes the makes me feel even 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 better after this win to to share that moment with them. You mentioned it's uh, it's been quite a huge reaction from the people back in Poland. Uh, when do you plan on getting back there to celebrate with them? Yeah, I'll be back after the Open. I'm planning to have uh, four weeks off, so I have some celebration uh, going on, maybe some vacation. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be probably nice to get back home and, and meet all of these people. And heading into the Open Championship next week, I mentioned it's going to be your first Open Championship. Uh, what's what's the extent of your experience and your knowledge around St. Andrews? Yeah, I played some junior tournaments there. I played uh, Alfred Downhill a couple of times. So uh, I know the place... Uh, quite well I would say also my caddy knows it well he's Scottish and um, so it'll be very exciting week I love this place you can feel the history everywhere and being one in being 150th 
uh, the Open Championship, Tigers playing. So it's gonna be just uh, amazing experience for me. Another step in my career, and I'm very excited to tee off there and can't really wait. Have you organised any practice rounds with any of the the big names? Not yet, not yet. I will try to do it. I will try to talk to manage manager and maybe she she can organize something. But that'll be yeah, that'll be something I I would look 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 I, I would look for um, forward to yeah for sure. You played the U.S. Open Championship, I believe, last year at uh, Torrey Pines, which was your first major. Uh, what's some of the experiences that you can take from there into your second major championship? Yeah, being being at Torrey Pines last year probably um, helped me a lot again. It's just experience of being there, competing with the best people in the world, seeing them on the ranch, practice practice with them. So this is all uh, becomes, you know, of the experience. So I was already there, so <clears throat> this probably should help me as well. Uh, but I will treat it, you know, as... Uh, I will try to treat it as any other tournament, which will be probably hard with the all... Uh, environment around it but um i'll just i can just you know follow my routine trust my process commit to every shot and enjoy the moment as much as possible have you got any family or friends making the trip yeah i have my family coming over we have a house in town so it'll be uh, quite exciting well it would be remiss of me not to ask you about the Ryder cup you've put yourself right in prime position to become the first pole to ever make a, a Ryder Cup team as well. So that's got to be right at the forefront of your mind, I imagine. Yes, yes, it's probably, it's it's definitely in my in my mind, especially playing in Rome uh, on the course where I finished second last year. And um, that's probably in my mind and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be focusing on that for sure. Um, just waiting what's what's the criteria is for next next Ryder Cup next season next for the Ryder Cup so we'll see that and focus focus on that and I think it's uh, very achievable and I believe I can I can do it so hopefully it will happen and having played four years of college golf and the team aspect to that as well I'm assuming that's something that you really enjoy yeah I did also my third and fourth year I qualified to Palmer Cup to represent Europe against the US so that was a lot of fun uh, competing uh, with the team, playing against Americans. So I would, I doubt that would be probably another dream come dream, dream come true for me to to represent Europe. I was also going to say that uh, the DP World Tour now with their uh, their thirteen year affiliation alongside the PGA Tour and the top ten players being able to uh, make their way onto the PGA Tour for the following season. That's got to be uh, that's got to be right in you know, in, in one of your major goals going forward as well. Yeah, when I heard the news, it's it probably became one of my major major goals going forward. I always wanted to go back to States and compete on PGA Tour. Um, so it was always a goal of mine. And I think I had made a good move last week towards that goal. So I'll just keep on going and and hopefully there'll be a place for me. I'm sure that win at the Horizon Irish Open last week is the first of many and uh, we wish you all the very best the next couple of weeks in Scotland, Adrian, and uh, thank you once again for joining us on the Life on Tour podcast today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having a chat and have a great day and, and see you next time.